The Miami Hurricanes are getting crystal balled for a big defensive line flip. Okay. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks is a great gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com and use our promo code locked on at checkout to get an extra 30% off your order. Uh, I know a few defensive linemen who would probably love some Omaha steaks this holiday season. Miami is getting now crystal balled by the Grim Reaper himself, Steve Wiltfong. There's a reason why I call 24-7's Steve Wiltfong the Grim Reaper, right? Because if you're thinking you're going to get a recruit and he crystal balls them somewhere else, that's a wrap. He's the Grim Reaper. But that can work in a positive in your direction. So... Uh, as of Monday night, Steve Wiltfong put in a crystal ball for defensive lineman Joshua Horton to actually flip from UNC to Miami. Now, this has been in the works for a long time, folks. He made a, a Miami unofficial visit during the season. Um, this is something that people have been kind of talking about behind the scenes for months, and it looks like we're getting closer to seeing this one be a reality Uh, We know, you know, Miami has needed defensive tackles in this class. Uh, He could be, you know, the first. I don't think he's even going to be the last in this class. He's a Georgia native and he's six foot four, 290 pounds. And I'm sure as most 17, 18 year olds are, he's still going to be growing at the next level. He's already a big boy. And honestly, you know. The star system, you know, when you've got certain players that are five stars that are in your class, you always want to obviously pump that up. Uh, But then in certain cases, you see somebody as a three star and I'm like, how how is Horton only a three star? I say the same thing about Miami center commit Connor Liu and uh, Antonio Tripp, the guard commit like there are certain players in, in Miami's class of 2023 verbally committed that are three-star players that I think you could argue could be four stars. And then like a four-star like Jaden Wayne, I could argue, could be a five-star. I don't know how Joshua Horton is only a three-star. This guy's really good. 13 games as a senior in high school, he's racked up 105 tackles from the D-line. 105 tackles. Nine tackles for a loss. Nine hurries. Three sacks. Uh, And then the year prior to that as a junior – 95 sorry 96 tackles so over 200 tackles in a two season span as an upperclassman in high school that's remarkable and according to Wilt Fong who put in the crystal ball for this flip so again this is not official yet uh Joshua Horton has not committed to Miami but usually once you get the Fong crystal ball I, I start to really pay attention to that and according to Wilt Fong this might not be the only defensive lineman that Miami is close to flipping. So stay tuned. There could be more. Uh, it's 
flip season. And it's also transfer portal season, guys. There's a lot going on with the transfer portal. So here's a name that I wanted to talk about. Uh, I don't really, at least not necessarily, want him at Miami, but it depends on the circumstances. Michigan quarterback Cade McNamara is hitting the transfer portal. McNamara, uh, he lost the quarterback competition this year to J.J. McCarthy, who is clearly better, and McCarthy is obviously doing exceptionally well. But McNamara did help Michigan last year get into the college football playoff, threw for over 2,500 yards last year, completed over 64% of his passes, 15 touchdowns to six interceptions last year. They got into the college football playoff, and he's mobile. McNamara is a, a mobile quarterback. Now, I could definitely see McNamara getting a look from Miami, but there's conditions here, okay? Like, if Miami's going to look at, and this is, you talk about veteran transfers. This guy's a veteran. Um, if you're going to give him a look, I think that that's probably dependent on Josh Gaddis being retained, which would not be popular, certainly among my audience. Uh, but, you know, if, if Josh Gaddis were retained, it would make sense to look with McNamara because they know each other very well. They worked together and had a good season together at Michigan with Gaddis as the OC and McNamara as the quarterback. So that could be a reunion of sorts. Uh, but also with McNamara, I don't like I can on the one hand, I can say even if Tyler Van Dyke is back um, I still would like to bring in a veteran quarterback, but then at the same time, it's going to be hard to bring in a veteran quarterback if Tyler is back because most of the veteran quarterbacks that would be available in the portal would want to go somewhere where there is a clearer path to be the starting quarterback, right? Because if Tyler Van Dyke is back and you try to say, well, hey, Cade, you know, come in here and compete, you know, he may not feel like that's a competition he can win. So he may decide to go somewhere else where there's a clearer path to being the starting quarterback. Cause obviously McNamara is not leaving Michigan to go be a backup somewhere else. He's leaving Michigan because he wants to go and have like a really good chance of being a starter somewhere. So, you know, it's hard to see him coming here unless Van Dyke decides to depart, which I am not expecting. We're going to talk about that more throughout this episode. Um, I have felt this way for the last couple of weeks, and uh, I was reading my pal Gabby Yerudia at 24-7. Uh, he says Miami is committed to Van Dyke, and they plan to surround him with more weapons and better protection next year. So um, obviously, if Tyler Van Dyke were to decide to take his talents somewhere else, that would that would be his decision and his decision only, right? You know. Cristobal and this staff, they're going to nudge some players or even force some players out. Like, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Van Dyke will not be one of those. They will not be forcing or nudging Van Dyke out. They want to keep Tyler for another year. Uh, I definitely don't think Tyler's going pro. So if TVD were to leave Miami, it would be in the transfer portal to another program. And there would be interested programs out there, believe me. But, you know, Van Dyke, he's got a very good NIL situation in Miami, and the coaches love him and are committed to him. So if anything happens with Tyler in the portal, that would be strictly his decision. It would not be the coaches' decisions. Uh, they want to keep him here, okay? So... Um, as far as Van Dyke goes, you know, Cade, you know, Cade McNamara compared to Tyler Van Dyke, Cade is, he's different from Van Dyke. Um, but I do think Tyler Van Dyke is a better option, if not a significantly better option. 
as long as he can get some pass protection, right? Now, McNamara would probably be better behind Miami's current offensive line, you know, the one that gets Tyler killed every game. McNamara would probably be better under the line right now, like that we just saw play a couple of days ago. Uh, but, you know, assuming Miami's offensive line is going to be significantly better next year, it's almost impossible that they won't be. Uh, I prefer Tyler Van Dyke over Cade McNamara. So I, I don't think McNamara would end up here unless Tyler is gone and unless Gaddis stays. So there's a lot of conditions there if Miami were to bring him in. Uh, speaking of the transfer portal, one of Mario Cristobal's top wide receiver recruits at Oregon is hitting the portal. I like this player a lot. He's got some size and some speed. Dante Thornton a former four-star recruit out of Baltimore, Maryland, and he was the 11th-rated wide receiver in his class. That was the class of 2021. He just finished up his sophomore season at Oregon. He's hitting the transfer portal. He's six foot five, 200 pounds, and when he was a freshman at Oregon in 2021 under Mario Cristobal, he played in all 14 games as a freshman. So, I mean, I can imagine that there's going to be mutual interest here between Dante Thornton and Mario Cristobal in Miami. Now, uh, Mario cannot, and Miami, Mario, whoever, cannot contact him until December 5th when the transfer portal officially opens, but he has announced his intentions to enter it. He gave you one of those uh, respect my decision things on social media that he's going to be leaving the Ducks. Now, you're going to have some competition here because, again, this was, you know, two years ago, this was one of the better wide receivers in the entire country coming out of high school. Um, like somebody pointed out to me that, uh, Caleb Williams, the USC quarterback is already openly recruiting this dude on social media. So, I mean, uh, if USC wants him, that's obviously going to be a tough thing to compete with, you know, to play with Caleb Williams, to play for Lincoln Riley, to play for a team that's already knocking on the door of being a college football playoff team. That would be a tough thing to compete with. Um, we are going to talk about potential uh potential coaching rumors surround and I have to of course say rumors because at this moment Miami's entire staff is officially intact right there have been no departures there have been no firings there have been no mutual parting of ways or anything like that but you already see some names being thrown around for potential off offensive assistance and even potential offensive coordinators so we're going to talk about that and more next year on Locked on Canes. Keep it locked. And guys, I received last year on Christmas, the first time I received the gift of Omaha Steaks, and it made me a believer. Uh, so convenient, so delicious, and just so, so nice to prepare it out on the grill. This is a great time of year to grill in South Florida. Maybe if you live up north somewhere, not the best time. This is like good grilling season right now in South Florida. And I plan on giving and hopefully receiving some Omaha steaks this year, guys. The quality, convenience, and everything you need to deliver an unforgettable holiday experience. Omaha Steaks is America's original butcher since 1917. That's World War I era, and it's a holiday gift that's guaranteed to be loved. The holidays are here. Achieve gift-giving greatness when you give the gift of perfectly aged, tender, and delicious Omaha steaks. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have put together special curated gift packages to help take the guesswork out of gifting and make you a holiday hero. Go to omahasteaks.com and use the code locked on at checkout and get 30% or sorry, $30 off your order. 
send an assortment of mouthwatering favorites guaranteed to impress, like the legendary butcher's cut filet mignon, air-chilled boneless chicken, ultra-juicy burgers. Oh, their burgers are good. And even easy-to-prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away, so shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code Locked On at checkout. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing that you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. Use promo code Locked On at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So uh, we just talked about uh, Dante Thornton, uh, former four-star wide receiver recruit who Mario uh, Cristobal recruited to Oregon. He's hitting the transfer portal, so definitely keep your eye on Miami for that one. Yeah, I also want to bring up a name. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. He announced he was hitting the portal. Don't forget about Seven McGee. Another former Mario recruit, he entered the transfer portal, uh, I think, two, three weeks ago. He's already visited Miami's campus. This is a blazing fast running back, Seven McGee. So if Miami doesn't get Christopher Johnson out of Dillard, for example, McGee could come in and play that type of role. He's a smaller back. It's like 5'9", 5'10", about 175, 180 pounds. So he's he's a speed guy, right? He's not going to be like a bulldozing Mark Fletcher type. He's more of a more of a speed back. But if you don't get Chris Johnson, this could be a similar type of player. And we talked about Chris Johnson yesterday. Um, he recently, in an interview with Rivals, uh, said that, you know, he's still got a good relationship with Miami, but that he doesn't look at Miami the same way because he, he wants to play for a – a winning program. So he apparently, unless he is either throwing you off the scent, right? If it's like, uh, you know, if it's a smoke screen or if he changes his mind for whatever reason, he doesn't want to come and play for a team that was just five and seven this past year. And listen, I respect it, right? Cause we want to make sure every recruit that comes in and puts that you on their helmet after this tough season, you want to make sure that these guys really want to be here and you want to make sure they're fully buying in and they're willing to put in the work that is required to rebuild a struggling program. And, you know, I read a comment from Johnson's high school teammate, Antoine Jackson, who is a Miami commit defensive back who's coming in in this class of 2023, four star. And he said this, if you're scared to build a program from the ground up, then don't come, Antoine Jackson said to Kane Sport. <laughs> so he says, I'm looking forward to coming in. He said, I'm coming in to start and play early. So it's funny because it almost sounds as though like he's cryptically sending a message to his own high school teammate. Like if you don't want to come in here and work and be part of a rebuild, Miami is not for you. And um, I'm glad Jackson and, you know, Robert Stafford, Francis Maui Goa, Ray Ray Joseph, Antonio Tripp, all the guys who have been really vocal about, you know, coming in and, and taking people's spots. Raul Aguirre, same thing. The, the guys who are confident in coming in, competing, and taking people's spots, I'm glad they understand the work that is going to be necessary to turn this thing around because you're not just coming in here and saying, you know what, I'm going to cruise. First couple of years, I can play behind great juniors and seniors and just kind of kick my feet up and learn. No, you're coming in here as a true freshman. You should be competing. For any position on the field, you should be competing out there. So uh, I will take that. 
A uh, couple of other notes here. So th this is uh, an interesting coaching note. I don't think this would be for offensive coordinator if this were to happen, but a uh, one of the, uh, the Texas A&M moderators for their 24-7 site, so this is not like a message board poster. This is like someone who's on the staff there, a reporter. Uh, he mentioned mutual interest between Miami and James Coley. Remember James? He's a former offensive coordinator down here. Uh, was, you know, most recently an assistant at Georgia and then Texas A&M. Apparently he uh, might be looking back at the U. Now, um, if we were to have an OC vacancy, I, I would like to make a little bit of a bigger splash than James Coley, who's he, he's currently, uh, I think, the uh, the tight ends coach at Texas A&M. But if we were, honestly, if we can find a spot on the staff, a position coach for James Coley, I would definitely do it because the guy is a standout recruiter. I mean, that's that that is his superpower. I've said it about Mario Cristobal that his superpower is recruiting. James Coley's superpower is recruiting. That would be a great guy to have on staff. You know, he's I know he's been an OC down here before, was an OC at Florida State before that, a, a non-play calling OC. So he's had some some bigger jobs than position coach, but uh, I would take him as a position coach, especially for his recruiting. So that's definitely one to watch if there's really there's really mutual interest there because it's being reported now um, on potential flips. I'm not telling you this is going to happen. But I'm telling you to look out for this. OK, there is some buzz about five star quarterback Dante Moore. General buzz, not necessarily Miami buzz. Five-star quarterback recruit, uh, you know, be, since his last name isn't Manning, he's not the number one quarterback recruit in the country, but I, I think he might be the very best high school quarterback in the country this year. Uh, he's committed to Oregon, but his primary recruiter, Kenny Dillingham, just left Oregon to become the head coach at Arizona State. He left the OC job at Oregon to be Arizona State's head coach. Um, and it's, you know, it's being said, and listen, I, I, I laugh about this stuff sometimes, but sometimes it means something. It's being said that Dante Moore took his Oregon commitment video off all of his social media, which makes people wonder if he's going to flip somewhere. Uh, I would caution, the, you know, you know, uh, Miami fans, because I know anytime you see a guy may be decommitting from somewhere, you think, oh, he's coming to the U. Uh, Michigan State has been working really hard to try and flip more. So if he does decommit from Oregon, uh, Michigan State would probably be seen as the favorite. I don't hear anything concrete about Miami being in the mix for him, but Miami was seemingly in the mix for him before. Um, like he, Miami was in like, you know, kind of the final group for Dante Moore. And it, it felt like back then, this was over the summer, that Miami maybe cooled on Dante Moore to focus more on Jaden Rashada. And we saw how that one worked out. So Maybe Miami could get back in the mix for Dante, but he's got to decommit first because he is still officially an Oregon commit until he says otherwise. Um, and as far as I know, Miami is still interested, as they should be, in trying to flip five-star wide receiver Jurion Dickey from Oregon. And, 
Of course, if Dante Moore were to decommit from Oregon, you would have to watch some of the other offensive talent because if Dickey really wanted to play with Dante Moore, he may look for opportunities elsewhere. Uh, Jerion Dickey, he's visited Miami before. He was being recruited, of course, by Cristobal back in Oregon before Miami made before Mario made the move to Miami, I should say. So, you know, um, whenever we keep hearing rumors about Miami making a big flip this week, because there's been rumors out there, obviously this is this is a potential name to watch as well. We're going to turn it over to some Q&A on the other side. Got some really good questions about Tyler Van Dyke. Got some good questions about offensive coordinator. And, you know, guys, Josh Gaddis is still today Miami's offensive coordinator, so keep that in mind. Anything we talk about at this point is speculation. But... Let's do some of that here on Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Ariel asks us, do you think Tyler Van Dyke will stay for another year after what has to be considered a massive, disappointing year for him? I will tell you that's certainly the plan from the football coaches that they are, um, they're certainly hoping, and I would say even expecting Van Dyke to stay here for another year, and they are committing to surrounding him with better weapons, right? We'll see, we'll see what receivers Miami can land in the transfer portal, uh, and certainly you've already got good uh, freshman wide receivers coming in for next year, like Ray Ray Joseph and Robbie Washington. And, oh, I should say Robbie Washington – that's another one. That dude's a dog, right? When I brought up earlier some of the committed Hurricanes players who are, you know, they're saying all the right things about wanting to come in and take people's jobs and fight for playing time and fight for starting jobs. Robbie Washington is another one. And I still think Miami wants to add like at least one more high profile wide receiver to this class. And they're going to work the portal as well. And we know the offensive line is going to get better. They're going to work the portal for offensive line. And you've got five-star tackle Francis Maui Goa coming in four-star tackle or guard can play both Tommy Kinsler coming in three-star center Connor Liu uh, three-star tackle Frankie Tinelau three-star guard Antonio Tripp like you basically got an entire starting caliber offensive line coming in in one class some of the some of those guys will play right away maybe one or two of them may not play right away but the O-line is going to be dramatically better next year so certainly Tyler Van Dyke coming back. I, I think he's somewhat happy with Miami. That That's the plan. I mean, bringing him back is certainly the plan for next year. Chris says, uh, I know Miami is in a great position to have an amazing recruiting class, but a team full of freshmen don't win in college football, he said. So with that being said, which is more important for the U to hit in the transfer portal or recruiting if they're trying to win next season? First thing I'll say is Mario Cristobal is committed to a long-term rebuild because he wants to build this thing for sustainability. So I think if you have to maybe sacrifice a little bit of success in 2023 to be a national title contender within the next few years, that's probably the right way to go. When you're on a, a 10-year contract, you've got a lot of job security to build something you hope is sustainable for the long-term future. So if I have to answer your question, I would say long-term recruiting is probably more important. However, um, they're going to work the portal a lot because guess what? If you don't win in the short term, it makes it harder to recruit, okay? So 
Miami isn't going to say, you know what, screw the portal. Let's just bring in 30 true freshmen. Let's play all of them next year. And if we win four games, who cares? We're getting plenty. No, it's not going to go like like both. But the, the real answer is both are important, okay? Uh, I, I think recruiting, you know, the four or five-year guys is more important than bringing in, in the long term, more important than bringing in veteran transfers. But um, for as good as Miami is recruiting coming off of a five and seven season, Five and seven seasons are not a good recipe to recruit well, okay? So you you want to be better next year. So you're going to have to work the portal. I think the long term is more important than the transfer portal in the short term because bringing in true freshman recruits, assuming you can keep these guys for four years, that's the more sustainable way to build a winner. But you also have to work the portal because if you're five and seven or four and eight next year, it's going to make it that much harder to get a good recruiting class for 2024. Uh, the same Chris also asked us if Josh Gaddish is retained, how many games do you give him to show improvement? Um, I don't know. I, I feel like if he's retained, they probably commit to the entire season for next year. I don't know if he's going to be on like uh, like a like a running clock or something. Like, hey, we'll give you we'll give you two games, and if we don't put up 400 yards each game, you're gone. I mean, just like if if you do keep him keep enough stability where you ride with him for the full year. Um, if you're asking like how much time do fans give him? I mo I think most fans have already checked out on him mentally to this point anyway, but I think if you do keep him, you probably give him at least one, one more full year to try to get his system going. Uh, Ibisville asks us who would your pick be to replace Josh Gaddis and Kevin Steele? If they were not retained, he says, go find another O.C. Lindgren, uh, who's doing a great job at Oregon State, Herman, Brady, and then promote Strong to defense coordinator. So Tom Herman and Joe Brady are those other names. Um, like if you could just give me like a wish list, like if you give me a genie who's like, oh, you can get any offensive coordinator you want. Uh, I'd probably ask that genie for either Ken Dorsey or Joe Brady. Now, both of them have, especially Dorsey, who's an O.C. in Buffalo, like he's Dorsey wants to be in the NFL. He's not coming here, uh, unfortunately, because I would love to have him. And he's, you know, one of the greatest Miami Hurricanes of all time. You know, Joe Brady, he is a, uh, a passing game coordinator now in the NFL. So I don't I don't know if he's interested in coming to college at this point. Uh, I would be interested in Dan Mullen. Like if, if there was an and that would not be cheap, obviously. But if if Miami could uh, could go out and really break the bank for Dan Mullen, that is something that would really, really interest me. And also someone to keep your eyes on if Miami's OC job becomes vacant is Marcus Arroyo. He was offensive coordinator under Mario at Oregon until he was hired by UNLV as their head coach for the past three years. He was surprisingly fired by UNLV this week. Like the Rebels are bad, but they were a lot worse when he took over and they were showing progress every year since he took over. So a lot of people were surprised that UNLV fired him and paid, you know, it was like a $2.7 million buyout or something, which is like, I mean, it's not not that much, but it's it's something like for a coach who was getting a little bit better every year. That was a little bit surprising there. Uh, so, it, you know, if Miami's OC job becomes open, I, I would not be surprised by a reunion between Arroyo and Cristobal. His last game uh, at Oregon was a Rose Bowl victory back in uh, in 2019 or the 2019 season. It might have been January of 2020. So, you know, his his stock was pretty darn high the last time he was an offensive coordinator. Uh, I, I would much prefer that over uh, 
Willie Taggart because some people have been throwing that option out there. Uh, so definitely Arroyo could be could be a name to keep an eye on. Uh, a similar question we got from from Johnny. He asks us, "What do I have to look forward to?" And he says, "If Mario were to replace Gaddis, who is your top choice?" Uh, so as far as I, th- I think I already answered that. I think that uh, Dan Mullen would probably be my top. Like, not saying it's realistic, but like somewhat realistic choice, but very expensive. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, uh, I mean, somebody did ask about about defensive guys. Uh, I don't think, honestly, if they were, if anything happened with Steele and they were to promote Charlie Strong, I wouldn't take any issue with that. Um, it also wouldn't surprise me if they were to bring in a guy like uh, like Charlie Partridge to be part of the staff, maybe like a co-defensive coordinator. You know, he's he's got South Florida roots and he's a very good recruiter as well. So we're going to be looking around for things like that. As far as what you have to look forward to, just look forward to this chaos, right? The transfer portal is not even open yet. And we're already talking about like a half dozen names that Miami may look at. Like December 5th, clear your schedules, folks. December 5th, we're going to be basically on Locked on Canes all day talking about the comings and goings in the portal. So that is what you have to look forward to. You know what you have to look forward to later on today? Locked on sports today for your next listen, check out the locked on sports today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on another episode of locked on canes. We are part of the awesome locked on podcast network, your team every day.